some missionary guests with us this morning, Wendell and Patty, and uh, welcome you to come to the stage and share with us what God is doing through your ministry, and come on up, and we will be taking a second offering later in the service, so uh, you can prepare for those gifts if you want to support and be a part of what they are doing in Europe and, and around the world, so thank you, Wendell. All right, thank you. Bless you. Okay, amen. Well, it's so good to be in the house of the Lord. And to renew our acquaintance with you. Uh, reading scripture, talk, Paul talks a lot about wanting to get to that church or this church. And uh, renew the acquaintance. And it's good to be back here at Calvary Church in Marinette. So, so, such a great community. And we've known some of you for a long time. And uh, just glad to know that this is kind of like what it's going to be like in heaven. Man, I sure enjoyed that worship. Uh, we, when we're overseas, we learn to worship in Lithuanian and in Slovak, and when we are in Belgium, in Fran French and Flemish. But uh, it's it's good to hear it in English for us and um, uh, for them. It's their heart heart language. Uh, but we so enjoy the worship time. It's so good, and I you know I like to do that. The place that we're staying down in Wapaka at Spencer Lake Bible Camp, we're renting this little place that they have for missionaries to rent. Anyway, uh, they have a smart TV. <laughs> and I go on there on YouTube, and I find live worship, and it goes all day until Patty turns it off and wants to see the news. But <laughs> not really. But we just just create an atmosphere. It's, it's so good to be at Bible Camp, like... We've been there for like three months. It's so cool. But, um, and it's just experiencing the presence of the Lord and having a smart TV. But smarter than our TV is God. Amen. He is so good. Yes. And he's so good. And I love that song uh, all the time. He is good all the time. And all the time he is good. Um, he can't be not good. Right. There's another song that Patty's favorite one of. Patty's favorite songs. We both of us have many favorites, but uh, you've been so good. You've been so faithful to us, Lord. How can He be unfaithful? But it's just our finite minds, and He's infinite, that we can we come up with these words that are so short for describing who He is and how much He loves us and how much we do for Him and how much He does for us. And so much of it goes unnoticed. One of the things that has happened in our lives in the last year and a half is uh, helping people get their eyes off of being so self-dependent or being independent, not needing anyone else. And we try to, seems like that's part of the American way. It's, ah, I'm going to DIY. I've looked that up on the smart TV too. <laughs> Do it yourself. Oh, I love doing it myself. But there's some things that I, I have no idea. And I'll watch the YouTube video over and over and over. And it's like, I still don't get it. So I got to pay somebody to do it for me. But, but there comes a time where we really need to just say, Lord, I have no idea what to do. Please help. Amen. And he's been waiting for that. Yeah. And he's not making us. He's not putting us in a corner. So we have to look to him. He loves us. How many of you have grandchildren? Yes, amen. 
and the rest of you will understand later. But um, we just had our fifth grandchild. I didn't have it. Patty did. Anyway, our daughter and uh, had our granddaughter. So we have a 12-year-old granddaughter, and then we have a five-month, on December 4th, she'll be five months, granddaughter named Ruth or Ruta in Lithuanian. And um, Ruta is just so, <clears throat> I can't even talk about it. She's just so, I can't find the words. And, and I got to thinking about how much I love my granddaughter and how much she smiles when she sees Papa. And uh, she don't even know my name yet. But how much more our Heavenly Father loves us. He loves every one of us. And if you don't feel loved today, ask God to help you understand how much he loves you. Paul says that God loves us. We can experience his love. It is, there is no depth to it. It is deeper and higher and longer on both sides. And as wide as east is from the west, that's how much he loves us. And as one of the songs was saying, he loves all people everywhere the same way. Amen. And he loves you. If you don't feel it today, I just pray in Jesus' name that you would receive the love of God because he loves you. No matter what problems you're going through, when I don't see that you're working, when I don't feel that you're working, that song says, he is working. He does have a plan. COVID did not surprise the Lord. He's got a plan. He hadn't told us yet, but he's got a plan. Or maybe he's telling us and we're still not getting it. But the thing is, God has a plan. And no matter where we are, we can rest in his love for us. I want to talk about today about our testimony. I just felt like that there was a, a scripture that I wanted to read. I don't know if it got up there. Revelation chapter 12, verse 11 um, I'm going to start in verse 10, actually. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ for the accuser of the brethren, which accuses them before our God day and night. That accuser has been hurled down to the earth. He's been hurled out. How many ever been sick and you puked? <laughs> the Lord is God is spewing out of his mouth the devil, the enemy, the accuser of the brethren who's been accusing us, all of us, day and night. So God loves us. The devil hates us. That's how God has dealt with him. He's going to deal with the accuser. He is dealing with him. And he is still going round about trying to seek whom he may devour. But God still loves us. And God still has a plan. And so in verse 11, they overcame him. They, meaning us, those believers, overcame him, the enemy, the devil, by the blood of the Lamb. We can't do it on ourselves and our righteousness, but through the blood of Jesus Christ, we have overcome the, the enemy. And by the word of their testimony. 
And it's not another uh, statement that they say here. It's a part of our testimony. Is they did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. Therefore, rejoice, you heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to the earth and to the sea because the devil has been has gone down to you. But folks, today we've got the victory over the devil through the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Sometimes uh, when I was youth pastor, uh, the kids would tell me, I don't have a testimony. We'd have somebody come along that has been delivered from everything under the sun and, and uh, they gave their life to Christ. Kind of like me, I wasn't in all kinds of stuff, but I was a sinner. I didn't get saved till I was almost 19. And uh, I came to church and I, everything that I found uh, actually was in my living room of my uncle's house. He was a, a, a person, he, he had a disability. He was in a wheelchair, he was a quadriplegic. He couldn't use his hands and his fingers, but he could talk and he could read his Bible. He got saved about the same time I got saved actually. But he uh, started a small group in his house and, he, and, he, and I started to be a part of that. And that's how I came to know Christ and be discipled to grow in Christ. And um, I didn't know all of the things that, that God had for us. But I was learning. I was like a sponge just soaking it up. Because everything I tried in the world. All the glamorous things that are flashy and lots of lights and everybody's doing. There was emptiness. There was never fulfilling. There was never enough. When I came to know Jesus and I accepted him as my Savior, I asked him to forgive me of my sins. I had everything I needed. I was full. I felt the love of God. I knew that he loved me. And it's so powerful to know that and to experience that and to see hundreds of people come to know that. And thankfully, through our ministry and through what you've helped us do, we've been able to see hundreds of people come to Christ. And now they have a testimony. And you have a testimony. And we need to share that testimony. That God, he's done something for you. I like that song. That's the first time I'd heard that one song um, about, I want to tell you about my Jesus. And I love that that word ain't in there. Because we've taught English and you, you ain't supposed to say ain't and all that stuff. It's so fun to just say ain't. Everybody say ain't. Yeah, okay, amen. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> the Lord is good. He loves us. The devil is evil and he hates us. But he's condemned. But God has given us a chance, a choice. And I, like I said, young people have told me, well, I don't have a testimony. Well, does Jesus love you? Well, I don't know. Hey, <laughs> You need to find out he does love you and he's done great things for you and he's got great plans for you. And so once we start finding those things out and saying, oh, look what the Lord did. Oh, look what the Lord did. Uh, that's our testimony. And you don't have to be a theologian. You don't have to go to years of Bible school and even teach theology or anything like that to have a testimony. Amen. Amen. If God's done something for you, you've got a testimony. If you've experienced just a tiny bit of his love, you've got a testimony. And so today I want to share with you some things that God has been doing in Slovakia through Patty and I and our national 
church uh, team that we have raised up and that God has blessed us with, our national pastors there, our colleagues there. It's all a team. It's not, these aren't going to be souls credited to my account. It's credited to your account. All right? Credited to your account. I want to go and... Uh, to the, yes. So I want to talk about Cornelius. And I'm sorry, is Coral back there? I can't see in there. The headlights are coming at me like, now I know what a deer feels like in headlights. But um, anyway, thanks for the name. That, that's where I want to be. Um, in Acts chapter 10, the angel of the Lord comes to Cornelius and said, now this is my version, your testimony has come up before God as a memorial. He said, your praying and your giving have come up as a memorial before God. Cornelius was a Gentile. He loved God and his whole family. And they gave regularly, it says. And then, why did God choose Cornelius to pour out the Holy Spirit on the first Gentiles? He chose Cornelius because he was a devout man. He prayed and he gave. That's the testimony. That's his testimony. And I want to say a testimony for Calvary Church today. You have been praying and you have been giving. And it is part of the testimony that you have that we say thank you. We as missionaries and the other missionaries that you support say thank you. Thank you for giving. Thank you for praying. We can't do it without you. That testimony comes up. And then Peter gets a testimony. He says, I see that God is no respecter of persons. So while God has been dealing with Cornelius and telling him this angel, tells him to send these men to go to Peter, God, the Holy Spirit, has gone before to speak to Peter, to get him ready, that the, God loves the Gentiles too. He doesn't just only love the Jewish nation, but he loves everybody everywhere. And so then... He comes to that knowledge and understanding. And he says, now I see that God is no respecter of person. He loves everybody everywhere. And then we come to the testimony of Paul. And he gives to, in Philippians chapter 4. He's given a testimony to the Philippi church. And saying before these verses that we see here in 17 and 19. He said, when I went to Macedonia, you gave and you prayed. When I went to Thessalonica, you gave again and again. You're praying for me. So this is your testimony. He said, I'm not asking for another gift. What I'm trying to say is what may be credited, that more may be credited to your account. The more be credited to your account. That's what I want to say to you today, Calvary Church, that more be credited to your account. Because the testimonies that I'm going to give today are credited because of what you're doing, praying and giving. We'll go to the next slide. You're praying and you're giving. We're able to go and preach. And the Lord brings the increase. Patty and I have been doing missions work for over 20 years. And we've enjoyed it. There's been some huge struggles that I wish I could have avoided. <laughs> but there's been many, many other things that have great things that happened. And it's credited to your account. Thank you for praying and giving so that we can go and preach. But the Lord gets 
the glory for all of it. Amen. He gets the glory for all of it. Let's go to the next slide. We've done community events. So I was speaking in Sunday school, talking about Convoy of Hope. Maybe you've heard about them. One of the gentlemen said he knew that Convoy of Hope had done disaster relief or re quick responses to disasters. It's, they call it disaster relief. Uh, but they also have an international program going. And uh, teams go out to these uh, disaster reliefs. And then those teams finish up and they want to do something else. And so now we have field teams. And we have experienced field teams coming to Slovakia. And other kinds of teams coming to Slovakia to help us. They helped us in Lithuania and also in Slovakia. Uh, to do all kinds of things. And so these community events... As they do here in the United States, Conway of Hope does community events in large cities, uh, inner cities, and places where there's a big needs, and churches get together and put on these events. And we have been doing community events in Slovakia, and a few places, other places in Europe, and uh, the Lord willing, and we figure out what's going on with COVID and all that stuff and how we can come and go. We're going to do it in other countries in Europe. We're going to go in and... And raise up national teams. And then hopefully some field teams can come and help us. But that's what our goal and our desire is. And we hope to start doing it next year. Uh, but if not then, maybe the next year. Uh, but God has a plan. Because he still wants us to reach the world. He still wants us to reach those people that have never experienced the love of God. So we do these community events. And then because... Churches are growing. We've done construction teams and building churches. We've also built teen challenge centers. We've built Bible camp with these teams. Uh, and, and all kinds of teams have come to do evangelism. Some of the teams come to do kids ministry and VBS. And then we'll do a community event at the end of that week. And those, that, that's what's happening. Then we have, while we're not doing teams and construction jobs, we do university ministry. We have, and I'll show you a slide later of them. Uh, where we minister to the university students in Košice, Slovakia, where we were living and uh, had great connection with the university there. But the whole thing comes down to making disciples. You know, Jesus didn't tell us to see how many converts we can make, how many cards we could get, decision cards for Christ. Those help us understand where, what's going on. But he told us to make disciples. So not only do we doing evangelism, but we want to get them plugged into local churches, to small groups that them and their whole family, like Cornelius, them and their whole family would know and love the Lord. Amen. Let's go to the next slide. <laughs> Lepani. This is uh, one of the places where we did a community event. Those tents there, that's what it looks like. We have fences. We have uh, an invitation card that we give out. They go out in canvas areas and give out these invitations to families so we know how many people are coming. Then we get bags of groceries. We get the bags of groceries ready, and sometimes a team will be doing construction during the week. Then on Thursday, we'll get the bags ready, and uh, Thursday and Friday, and then Saturday, we'll do an event. Uh, then the canvassed areas, they invited so many people and we have so many bags of groceries. And then we, at the end of this 
service, we send them home and give them bags of groceries and a Bible. And most of the community, all the community events we've been doing among the gypsy people in Slovakia. So uh, it's about half the size. Slovakia is about half the size of Wisconsin. And it's about uh, uh, 5.5 million people. 500,000 of them are Roma or gypsy people. 90% unemployment among these folks. And uh, they are despised by society. And anything goes wrong, they blame the gypsy or Roma people. And they had to, as I mentioned in Sunday school, they blamed the spread of COVID on the gypsy people. So they put the National Guard around their villages and made them stay there. But God. We had made connections through these events with warehouses and wholesalers to get food that we could buy it by the bulk so that we could give it away, give more away. And so we still have those connections. And so our pastors are able to go get that money. We've been able to send the money and the Slovak churches as well have given money to the gypsy churches and to, so that they go and get the groceries, bag them up, and then they take them into these villages and showing them the love of Christ. To give a cup of cold water in his name. To give a, lo- a piece of bread in his name. And the gospel is still going forward. You know, all the noise that's going on about everything under the sun right now. One day, in, well, I was at the silent prayer retreat at camp. You think about, at a silent prayer retreat, about being silent. What is God doing? Remember Elijah? He was running from Jezebel, scared for his life after he'd done this great, great, powerful ministry. And then he gets weak and, and, and he's running for his life. And he's in the cave and there's hellfire and brimstone and lightning and thunder and all. And God did not speak to him through all of that noise. But it was that small, still voice. I want us to listen for the small, still voice right now in our country and in the world. What is the Lord saying? What is God doing? He's still got a plan, He's still working. Patty asked me, if, did you ask for that song to be sang? I, no. I, it's just the Holy Spirit. He's still working when I don't feel it, when I can't see it. Lord, give us ears to hear what the Spirit is saying today. To reach the world with the gospel, with the love of Jesus. So we have these events. You see tent number one. I don't know if you can see it, but Tent number one, we give them food. We feed them hot food right when they come in. We'll have three to five, sometimes seven services where we have about 300 people in each service. Then we have a tent number two is for kids' church. And then there's other tents, sometimes haircuts and nails and a medical place to get some screening. Sometimes there's a job fair and all kinds of things. And sometimes we don't get volunteers for any of that, so we just have church. But whatever we can, we do it. And to minister in the love of Christ in very practical ways and then the word of God. 
And now we have all the teams to do kids' church, to do the preaching, to do the worship time. All gypsy people doing it now. Yes, amen. We were doing it with other missionaries, with other teams, with other church people. Now we're doing, they're doing it. And so we're able to, if, if, if COVID continues and we're not able to even get back there yet, then we're able to send some money and say, hey, let's do an event. But Thursday night at midnight, uh, Slovakia was locked down, the whole country. So they can't come and go and can't be more than four people in a group right now. So we're not going to do any community events right now, but God is still working. He's still moving, even though I don't feel it, even though I don't see it. He's still working. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So as I mentioned, these, these, this is what an event looks like. And then we have the main tent. Tent number three is for the preaching to the adults and uh, seeing hundreds of people come to Christ. And I'll tell you a little more about that. We'll go to the next slide. This is another place where we did an event. They had this building over here was the church that they were meeting at about 50, 60 people meeting in that church. Saturday morning, we did an event. We had about five services, ministered to several hundred people. And uh, Winnie and Aaron Horvat, you know those guys, they're missionaries from our ministry network here. Uh, they came and did kids' church. We had a Bible school students from the Czech Republic come and help us with this event. As I mentioned now, nowadays we have all gypsy people doing these events. But we, they started out in that church building there. Saturday morning, we did those five services. Sunday morning, they had 100 first-time visitors at that church. And they were standing outside. So then the next Sunday, they had over 200 people show up for church. And so they moved up to this building that you see here. And... Um, then with funds from the U.S. and uh, Convoy of Hope funds, we put the roof on that church. Me and Pastor Igor and some other folks put the roof on that church. You see that car there? That was our Speed the Light Honda CRV. Thank you for speed, giving to Speed the Light. We hauled a lot of groceries and drums and musical equipment. And, and I started to say CAs, but Christ Ambassadors, that was youth group kids and all kinds of things in that thing. And now the next vehicle was a, a, a Volkswagen van, a bigger one. And anyway, we thank you for giving to Speed the Light. This here, the last picture you see on the bottom here is uh, their second water baptism at that church. They run over 250 people now. Well, up to the end of before COVID. Okay. Um, but that's what God is doing. That's one example. They grew from 60 to over 200. We'll go to the next slide. This church here was a planted. We did where the grounds, where the building is, you see there, and where that team is standing. We did a Convoy of Hope event there, set up the tents, had the fences, and uh, we ministered to many people. And a lot of the people in that area are very poverty-stricken, and we're able to show them the love of Christ, and they're hearing the gospel now again in their own language, in Roma, uh, in, uh, which is the gypsy Roman language, and ministering to them. And then we had construction teams come and help us build that building, and we hope to finish it because we're able now to send funds, and those guys, local guys, are doing it as well. 
not only with the construction teams. Uh, and, and it's just, this is what God is doing uh, to help build the church in Slovakia. We have seven such churches, seven building projects going on right now. Two of them, they haven't started a building and they need one. But we did a community event there and they grew like crazy and now they need uh, their own building. And so they're renting facilities. Amen. We'll go to the next slide. This is our university students. We miss them. Uh, the Lord has, you know, our kids are not with us anymore because they, uh, they, uh, uh, they're married and got their own kids. I don't know why they decided to do that, but it was good for all of us that they moved out. But anyway, um, but uh, God has given us other kids to minister to, and we just love these guys. Some of them come from many African countries, and some of them are by themselves, and they get lonely, and we're able to pastor them and be with them as parents and friends and uh, just to help them grow in the Lord. And it's just great times. And some of them have already graduated and become doctors. Most of them are medical students because it, the university has about four parts of the university there in English. The medical school, the veterinarians, the um, biochemistry, and um, there's an IT, the IT, the computer stuff. Anyway, we had a bunch of students, and we just enjoy that time. And that's part of what you're doing. And also, some of these students actually helped us in community events, too. And so we just, this is our ministry. This is what we've been doing. Because you're praying and giving, you're enabling us, empowering us to go and to do this. And we just love it like crazy. And so we thank you for that. And uh, ask that you pray for these students. They're, they're getting locked down, and they're still able to have class, but... They're having to do it online, and some of them are just stuck in their apartments, and it's just driving them crazy. But we just thank God for that, these guys. Amen. We'll go to the next slide. This is the, uh, a community where we did an event. We uh, had a community about 15 miles away where we put the roof on that church. That, they wanted to plant a church in this neighboring community. So this was it. This was one of the biggest uh, events that we had. We saw over 350 people come to Christ through this event. Uh, it impacted the uh, area so much so that about six months after our event, the preaching and the singing and the powerful move of God, we, um, the mayor called Pastor Igor and said, I want to tell you something. He said, before you uh, did the ministry here, did that thing you did, because he's not a Christian. Um, before you did that thing you did, our community was pretty uh, chaotic. They would get their welfare checks and they get about $300 uh, uh, per family a month. And uh, he said they, they would get those checks. The mail courier, excuse me, the mail courier had to have a police escort to give out those checks. Then there was partying and fighting. They'd have to call the ambulance. The ambulance would have to have a police escort to get in and out. He said, it was terrible. Then they'd run out of money and, and start doing all kinds of other things. He said, but ever since you did that event, the mail carrier says she don't have to have a police escort. The ambulance comes now. They're helping the ambulance get to there and helping get to the right place and the right people. And they're helping, not trying to rob 
everything out of the ambulance, but they're helping. He said, that event changed our whole community. So there's about uh, 1,300 Roma people in that community, and there's 500 uh, Slovaks. And he said, it has changed our whole community. Something like, when are you coming back? When are you going to another one? It was so impactful. And so part of what we wanted to do is not only prepare for an event, which is 45% of what we're doing, is to prepare for that event. 10% is the event. So we see many people come to Christ, but we want them to be discipled. And so before I'll go into the community, we'll say we need to have a place for them to meet because we have seen an average of 100 people saved at every event. This one in Ketsarovsa was over, was about over 350 people came to Christ. So we need a place for them to meet. We had a place to meet. That mayor was saying, hey, you know, this is the place to meet. This is where, it's just, this is what God's doing. It's testimony to you and to your account. We'll go to the next slide. So we've done over 20 of these community events. We've seen over 2,000 people come to Christ. We have planted five churches. I said there's two more that were already existent, but we have seven construction sites. We've had over 35 teams just in Slovakia to help us do these kinds of things. And several churches have come from 50 or 60 and over now are over 200. Some of those churches then get up to two, three, four hundred, and now they're planting another church in other places. That's what the Lord is doing. It is so powerful. I just want to give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. This is how missions works. This is how your giving and praying enables and empowers us to go and to do it. And thankfully, but I also want to say something about the missionaries that maybe not seeing numbers like this, but they're working harder than we work and seeing one or two saved. They're just as valid as we are. We're not seeing millions saved or hundreds of thousands saved, but we are seeing a few people come to Christ. But we're all missionaries are worthy of your prayer and your giving. I want to go to the next slide and ask you to pray for us. And I just love this passage in Ephesians. He says, I pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and all requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me. If we had a million dollars and could go back tomorrow, but nobody was praying for us. It wouldn't work. We have emphasized praying ever since we started doing missions work. And every day that we go goes by and every year that goes by, we see more and more and more how much we need your prayers. So I mentioned before, Patty, when I was here four or five years ago, um, that Patty had had cardiac arrest and was in a coma and non-responsive for uh, 26 hours. The pastor 
missions director from Wapaka came to Eau Claire, Wisconsin, where Patty was at Sacred Heart Hospital. And he tried to talk to her, and then he prayed with her and said, in Jesus' name, amen. We opened our eyes, and Patty was looking at us. She had, amen. Hallelujah. She had, she'd been in a coma and non-responsive. They couldn't do any tests because she was non-responsive for 26 hours. In Jesus' name. The neurologist told me, he said, after two minutes, brain damage starts. After five minutes, it's usually irreversible. Your wife was out with no heartbeat for over 10 minutes. Patty and we looked at the different numbers. It looks like about 17 minutes that she was without electricity and oxygen to the brain. And he told me, he said, if she survives, she'll have serious brain damage. So when he told me the results of the test, he said, we did the first test and it just couldn't be correct. So we had to do a second test. And he said, there is absolutely no brain damage and your wife is going to have a full recovery. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Five... Five days later, Patty walked out of that hospital on her own. And uh, she's been doing great ever since. And I thank the Lord for that. So, as I mentioned, every month and every year that goes by, we see how much more and more we need your prayers. Uh, in March of 2020, we came to the States to start going to start meetings about some doing what we're doing in Slovakia, doing it in other countries, including Canada and uh, Greenland. And uh, we um, got locked down. And then Patty, from April of last year to January of this year, was in the hospital seven times. The scar tissue started conducting electricity in her heart. And uh, it looks like AFib, but it's not. And long story short is we found a doctor and he did some ablations. Maybe you've heard of that term. Did heart ablations in January. Did two of them, two days of them, and uh, got it. He said, "Now, ever since then, he said your heart is rock solid." Thank you, Jesus. Patty, come on up here. I'm gonna ask Patty to share a little bit, but I just wanted to say again, thank you for praying for us. Uh, you can put the next slide up. Thank you for praying for us. We desperately need it. Um, we pray. I've doubled down on praying ever since COVID. And it's, I've had a lot more time to pray. But praying is such a great experience and such a great opportunity that we have that God has opened the door that we can pray. We can come into his presence. But at the same time, he answers prayer. Amen. He heals the sick. He's got a plan. We've had, had friends and colleagues in Slovakia and in the U.S., have died, but God's still got a plan. Amen. Because this life is not the end, end stage. Amen? Amen? We're going to heaven someday. Thank the Lord. Thank you. God bless you. God, it's so good. And when, when
Wendell tells these stories of Slovakia week after week. My heart just breaks because I want to be there so bad. <laughs> they're my family. They're my friends. They're my colleagues. That student group, they're my kids. They're my sons and my daughters. We lived in the culture. We adapted. They loved us and we loved them. And I miss them so much. But God has a plan and I trust him. I choose to trust him. I choose to trust him. Second Corinthians says, therefore we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. We can be renewed day by day, hour by hour, if needed, minute by minute. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Our time here on earth is temporary, but the life after is eternal. But while we're here, God has a work for us. And as we've been talking about testimonies, if God's done anything for you, you have a testimony, and you need to share it, and I need to hear it. Someone else needs to hear your testimony. How good is your God? How big is your God? How much does God love you? And the people that you come in contact with, they need to hear that story. In Slovakia, the New Testament was recently translated into the Roma language. Otherwise, they had no scripture in their language. So right before we left Slovakia, one of the Roma pastors came up to me, Mark. He said, Patty, I got to tell you this. He said, this elderly lady received the Roma New Testament, and she took it home, and she was reading and she came to me crying. And she said, Pastor, I didn't know that God knew my language. The word of God is powerful. It's powerful. And now the, new, the Old Testament is almost completed in the Roma language, for which we are so thankful, so thankful. Just one last scripture that's been my, been my favorite for this season in my life. Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. We have hope. Every one of us has hope. And we can share that hope. And we can live in joy and peace amidst the chaos 
the pandemic, whatever's going on around us, we can still have hope and peace and joy in Jesus Christ. Thank you so much. Amen. Uh, we're just, again, so thankful. I want to send greetings to Pastor and his wife and family, and, and uh, thank you for them. I, I am so thankful for them, guys. And w I wish they would be here today, but I'm glad that they're, they're taking some vacation, I guess. But uh, I, want, I do want to just say, um, Brother's going to come and do the, is it Mike? Yeah, thank you, Jesus. All right. <clears throat> I'm not good with names. But um, anyway, that he's going to come and share a little bit. But I just want to say thank you again. Thank you for having us. Thank you for praying for us. And if you're online, they said it's online, and you're wanting to give, you can go to mcclungs.net. You can see that on the screen there. We have a website. The Assemblies of God has a giving, a secure giving site, Give Now. You can click on that. It's up in the top right-hand corner on your screen. Uh, if you go to mcclungs.net, you can see uh, updates. You can see Patty's testimony on Patty's page. And uh, there's plenty of videos there. You can see what it looks like at an event. You can see some of those events where we've gone in and, and had the great, great ministry. Again, I just thank you for your giving and thank you for your praying. We can't do it without you. So thanks again and God bless you. Amen. This is good stories. I'm encouraged that uh, God is working and God is doing some great things. We're going to, yeah, guys are preparing for an offering. We're going to have the worship team come back on up. You guys can all come back. We got, we got 10 minutes that we can worship, we can praise. And, and uh, if you would just want to meet with God through this time, you can. But uh, let's pray this morning. As we give, and, and then uh, after these guys have gone by, you stand and worship and, and uh, connect with God yet this morning if you need to. If you're in need of God to minister to your heart, just uh, find a place, whether it's in your seat or up at the altar or wherever, and just let God work in you. Just open your heart, your, your mind, and, and, and be quiet and let God minister to your heart. But let's pray. Lord God, we thank you. For the stories, the testimonies we have heard today, they have enriched us, they have encouraged us, and we thank you for Wendell and Patty and the work you are doing in their lives and through their lives. Lord, we pray, Lord, for those students and, and those pastors and those teams, Lord, in Slovakia. Lord, the gypsies that have encountered you, Lord, may more stories come, Lord, of mayors that don't believe in you yet, but, Lord, that they have seen a difference in the lives of the people of their town, of their communities, Lord, and they are intrigued, they are encouraged. Lord, I pray this mayor finds you soon, Lord, as his Lord and Savior. And Lord, that he will be a man of influence in a godly way. Lord, we thank you for what you are doing in Patty. And, and Lord, continue to touch her body. 
Lord, may she be healed completely in Jesus' name we pray. And Lord, not uh, have any more complications, but Lord, may she have complete health. And Lord, we pray, pray for blessing on them. Lord, that they will get back to, to the people that they love and care for soon. Lord, sooner than expected, Lord, because the finances and the support comes in. And so we love you and we praise you and be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen.